From Hollywood, California, we bring you Chapter 19 in the story of Paul Christian, The Doctor of River's End, which stars Gene Hersholt in the title role and is presented every Sunday afternoon for your enjoyment by the Cheesebro Manufacturing Company, owners of the trademark Vaseline. The past week in Hollywood has marked the 25th screen anniversary of our star, Gene Hersholt. To commemorate this notable achievement, the makers of Vaseline preparations published a book of still pictures taken from the famous motion pictures in which Gene Hersholt has played. The book is called Gene Hersholt's Album of Hollywood Stars because it is filled with unusual pictures of your screen favorites. And here is Gene Hersholt himself. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I could have received no greater present on this anniversary than the public response which we received the offer of my album of Hollywood stars. I take it not only as an interest in the album itself, but also in my screen work over the past 25 years. And for that, I wish to thank all of you and the Cheesebo Manufacturing Company who made this album possible. The pictures in Gene Hersholt's album of Hollywood stars really are priceless. But thanks to the generosity of our star and our sponsor, the makers of Vaseline products, Anyone can secure the book by sending 10 cents to cover the cost of preparation and postage. With the album goes a first aid chart prepared for you by Dr. Shirley Wynn, former health commissioner of New York City. Address your request for the album and chart to Vaseline Products, 17 State Street, New York. And be sure to write your own name and address clearly in your letter. This album offer will not be made again, so if you put off writing for it, get your request in today. And so to our story of Dr. Christian, as played by Gene Hersholt. Last week, you will recall, we left Dr. Christian in the hands of two strangers who had pursued him to the lonely farm home of a patient. There have been mysterious happenings in River's End for some weeks, where an attempt is being made to organize the dairy farmers into a group called the Farmers Protective Organization. Dairymen who refused to join have had their delivery trucks wrecked. One driver even was killed, and a local boy, Bob Marvin, is awaiting trial as the killer. Dr. Christian suspects there is more behind the organization than appears on the surface, and evidently there is foundation for his opinion, because they are making every effort to keep him from testifying at the Marvin trial. As the scene opens, we find the doctor in the car of the strangers. In the front seat is the driver, in the back the other man, and Dr. Christian, who has been blindfolded. Hey, watch what you're doing. You drove right through that streetcar safety zone. You want to get us picked up? Ah, what's the difference? There ain't no traffic cops around at this time of the morning. It's only five o'clock. So we are in the city now. Yeah? Hmm? How do you know? Well, it was three o'clock when we left Riversand. So we've been driving two hours. Just about time to get to the city. Besides, you mentioned streetcars and safety zones. Ah, smart guy, huh? What are you going to do with me? You're so good at guessing where you are. Guess what we're going to do. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going Shut to... Shut up, Mac. You know this is kidnapping, don't you? And there are some rather unpleasant laws dealing with kidnapping. Well, they're going to have to catch us first. Well, that won't be difficult. As soon as they discover I'm gone and find my car outside of Henry Tuttle's house, they'll start looking for me. Maybe we're dumb, but uh, not that dumb. Your car isn't parked outside of Henry Tuttle's house. Mac took care of that. Yeah. 
It'll be a long time before they find your car. Well, at least they'll discover I've disappeared. They'll think you've taken your car and gone someplace, that's all. Well, that might be true any other time, but not today. Too many people know I plan to be in court at Bart Marvel's trial. I'm a witness. When I don't show up, the court itself will start searching for me. So what? They ain't gonna get us. If they do, it'll be all fixed. You ain't in the hands of any five and ten cent store mob. This is the biggest outfit in the country. Before we're through, we'll be running the whole USA. Shut up, Matt. Yep, the whole USA. We're taking it over, see? And the fellow at the head of this racket's so smart he can fix it. I said shut up. Okay, okay. I don't think he's big enough to fix the anti-kidnapping laws. You two are taking chances of being hanged. You're doing a lot of worrying about us. I'm not worrying about you at all. Only you're very foolish to take such a risk simply to stop me from testifying at Bob Marvin's trial. Especially as it isn't going to do you any good. What do you mean it ain't going to do us no good? Bob Marvin is being defended by James Benson Clark, one of the most capable lawyers in the state. What's more, Clark knows as much about the racket as I do. You kidnapped the wrong man. Hey, wait a minute. Maybe... Shut up, Mac. You talk too much. You go into a lot of trouble to pin that manslaughter charge on Bob Marvin. A lot of trouble to keep me out of the witness chair. You've made a very bad mistake. We haven't made any mistakes. All right. We're here. Crawl out of the car. And don't try to touch that blindfold. Help me, Mac. Where are you taking me? Never mind. Just walk straight ahead. Slow. Take it easy. There's no hurry. Step up. One more step. Now, straight ahead. Through this door. Now, straight ahead. Close the door, Mac, and shoot the bolt. You can take that blindfold off now, Doc. Sure. Have a look around. This isn't much of a joint, but you won't be here long. As soon as we get word from the top, we're going to... Never mind the conversation. Look here. I don't know what you're planning to do with me, but you won't get away with it. You haven't a chance. I'll make a bargain with you. There's still time for me to get back to the trial. Let me go and I'll forget all about this. Say, you hand me a laugh. It isn't going to do you any good to hold me. You're taking a risk all for nothing. Put him in that room there, Mac. Come on, you. You can take a little rest in there for a while. So long, Doc. Be seeing you. Lock the door, Mac. You sure you can't get out of the window? Maybe I'd better stay in there and watch him. That window's boarded up so tight he couldn't get out with a set of burglar tools. He'll be okay. Then we can take a gander at him every once in a while. Well, guess there's nothing to do but hang around and wait till we get word from the chief. Kind of a long day. Wish I'd brought some magazines. I didn't know you could read. Sure I can read. I went to school once. Well, that's what I figured. Once. Say, can you imagine that dumb guy trying to talk us into letting him go? Maybe he's not so dumb at that. The more I think of it... Keep quiet. It's somebody at the door. Don't you suppose I know it? It's someone who's got the wrong house. They go away when they think there's no one here. Yeah, but they'll know somebody's here because the car's parked outside. Uh, You would leave the car there. Why didn't you put it in the garage? I didn't have time. I was thinking. Keep quiet. They ain't gonna go away. No. And if we don't answer, it'll look suspicious. We've got to put up some kind of a bluff and get rid of them. You stand back there and have your gat handy. Keep it out of sight, but have it handy. What are you going to do? I'm going to open the door.
continue the story of Dr. Christian's fight against the milk racket in River's End in just a moment. Meanwhile, may we ask you a rather personal question? When the first warm spring days come, do you find your feet too big for your shoes? Many people have this experience, no matter how well-worn and comfortable the shoes were formerly. Well, here's something easy to do that will relieve tired, aching feet. At night, before retiring, have a hot foot bath and follow it with a foot massage with Vaseline petroleum jelly. Use it liberally and massage it well into the skin. Manipulate the tired muscles in the arch of the foot. Rub it well into that rough place on the back of the heel. Work it into the cuticle around the nails. And after a few moments of this, you'll be amazed to find that the ache disappears like magic. Vaseline jelly is only 10 cents a jar anywhere in the United States. You can afford to use as much as you like. So there's no excuse for anybody to do without it. But be sure when you buy to look for the trademark Vaseline on the package. If you don't see it, you are not getting the genuine article. Now let us pick up the threads of our Dr. Christian story. The doctor is in the hands of kidnappers, bent on keeping him from telling what he knows about the milk racket in River's End. He's been locked up in a room in a strange house. In the room adjoining, his kidnappers are waiting instructions when there comes a knock on the outside door. All right, Mac. Keep the doorway covered. Moran, what do you want? Let me in. Let me in and close the door. Hey, look. Somebody's drilled him. Yeah, a milk truck driver. He had a gun on him, and after I rammed into him, he let me have it. Preston, you got to get me to a doctor. Where did you leave your truck? On the road. I couldn't drive you it. Oh, poor sap. Don't you know they'll find it there, trace down the license? I couldn't help it. I couldn't drive it, I tell you. I'm hurt, Preston. Hurt bad. i got to have a doctor. Why didn't you find a doctor for yourself? Why did you come here? Well, there's no doctor's offices open at this time of the morning. I couldn't go around looking for one, bleeding this way. The cops have picked me well, up. We can't take you to a doctor, and we can't bring one here. you got to. Got a Preston, I'm hurt. Hey, what's the matter with you, Preston? That guy in there is a doctor. What guy? Is there some... I wish you'd keep your mouth shut, Mac. It's all right, Moran. Come on. We've got a doctor right in the house here. Unlock the doc's door, Mac. We'll take Moran in there. Got a patient here for you, Doc. Why, he's wounded. Yeah, somebody took a shot at him. Will you up? shut up? Take your coat off, Moran. Lord, it burns. Here, let me help you. I had a kid when I left Henry Tuttle's yeah, house. It's in the car. Uh, go get it, Mac. And Mac. Yeah? Lock the car in the garage. Okay. Sit down here on the edge of the bed. I'd better take your shirt off, too. Oh. Oh. Now, just lie back on the bed. Lie right down. Put your feet up. Oh, that bulb in the ceiling doesn't give me much light. Haven't you a floor lamp or something? Well, that's the best we can do. Well, you might bring me some water. I'll get it as soon as Mac comes back. Can't you hurry? Do something, Doc. Burns like fire. Now see if you can relax a little. Let me have a look at it. Oh. You think it can be patched up? Yes, but not here. Hmm. Apparently the bullet has missed his lungs and lodged in his back. We'll have to probe for it. He'll need an anti-tetanus injection. And we've got to stop that bleeding. Can't you do that here? No, I haven't the implements. And I haven't any anti-tetanus. He'll have to go to a hospital. A hospital? Right away. We'd better phone for an ambulance. What are you trying to tell me? 
I can't have an ambulance coming out here with reporters, maybe, and cops. But we've got to get him to a hospital. He doesn't look so bad to me. Bandage him up. He'll be all right. If he isn't given proper treatment very soon, he'll bleed to death. Bleed to death? Bleed to death? You can't work a gag like that on me. You know what would happen if I called an ambulance. I'd have to let you go. Well, if that's what you're figuring on, you can forget it. I'm simply telling you the man's condition is serious. If you don't want to call an ambulance, take him to a hospital in your car. I'll leave you alone here, huh? There are two of you. One can stay here with me. And what's going to happen when I get to the hospital and they start asking me questions? What am I going to say? That I picked him up on the street? And what's he going to say? I'll keep Mum. I'll keep Mum, Preston. Only get me there. I don't want to die. Oh, how are you going to keep Mum? You've got to tell them some kind of a story, and whatever it is, they're going to investigate. But you've got to. You've got to get me there. Me driving up to a hospital at 5.30 in the morning, delivering a guy with a bullet hole in him. Anyhow, our orders are to stick here till we get the word. Then this man will be dead before night. Okay, so he'll be dead. You can't let me die. Listen, Preston... I can't do anything about it. I have to carry out orders the same as you. If you don't get him to a hospital, it'll be the same as murdering him. You've got enough to answer for already, Preston. Maybe, but you won't have the fun of hearing me answer. Listen, Preston, you've always been a good guy. I'm tired. Tired. It's going to be all over with me. All over. Give me a break. Is this what you want, Doc? Yes, that's it. You're going up for kidnapping, Preston, just as sure as you're standing here. And your boss, whoever he is, won't be able to get you off. Well, I'm offering you a chance to clear yourself. That bargain still stands. If you let you me... You ta- heard what I said, all of you. It's out. And if Moran's going to die, well, he's going to die. been working on him. He's still alive, but he'll go any minute now. Been a long day. What time you got? Quarter past seven. Want to be getting word from the chief pretty quick. Then we can turn Christian loose and get out of here. Well, you can't tell. That trial might drag on and we'll be stuck here for days. Well, that's what that's what bothers me. Don't see nothing to be bothered about. Uh, you wouldn't. But an hour from now, Moran will be dead. Suppose somebody finds him here. So what? We didn't kill him? No. All we got to say is the guy staggered in and died here, and we just let him lay. They'll believe that, won't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how are we going to get it? Marvelous. Looks kind of bad. But the chief can fix it. He's got the political setup of this state in the palm of his hand. All he's got to do is say what he wants, and he gets it. Yeah, I know. He can make them all lay down and roll over. And what's more, he's got brains. Well, I wish I was out of it, that's all. Out of it? Have you gone nuts? Well, we're just starting Another year, we're going to control the milk business over the whole state. And after that, we'll move in on some other business. They can't stop us. No? No. Because we're all in the clear, inside the law. We got a right to organize a farmer's protective organization, ain't we? We got a right to charge dues. Nothing wrong with that. If some farmer takes a notion he don't want to join up and his truck gets wrecked in the road, well, it's just an action. If it's inside the law, why does the boss keep us here and keep out of sight himself? Why does he keep undercover? We don't have to bother about what the chief does. He knows his business. He's smart. Well, he'll have to be plenty smart to get us out of a kidnapping charge. Doc Christian was right. Ah, the chief can get us out of anything. Yeah? Well, here's something to try out on that marvelous set of brains of yours. Why have these orders always been no killings? Well... uh... Don't strain yourself. Well, why? Well, because nobody can beat a murder rap forever. That's why. Here, wait a minute. I'll get that. 
Hello? Yeah? Yes? Who is it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we're all through then, huh? Okay. What was it? Word from the boss. Marvin's been acquitted. Yeah? Hey, say, look. Then he must have talked. He must have spilled the whole works. I wouldn't be surprised. Where does that leave us? You tell me. All the dope I got was to let Christian go. We'd better lamb out of here before they get a line on us and lamb fast. What good will that do? They've already got a line on us. That Christian knows who we are. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, there's no use sticking around here any longer, huh? Wait a minute. Take it easy. I've got an idea. Dr. Christian gave us his word of honor last night and kept it. Maybe he'll keep it again. It's worth trying. Come on, we're wasting time. I said take it easy. Now get this and get it straight. Don't say anything about Marvin being acquitted. Don't say anything about Marvin at all. Just keep your mouth shut. Okay. Never mind. Now lock the door and tell the doc to come out here. Hey, Doc, will you come in here a second? How's Moran getting along, Doctor? He's pretty low. It's only a matter of time now. Well, look, uh, I'm kind of sorry for that guy. And Mac and me have been talking it over. A while ago, you offered to make a bargain with us. You said if we'd let you go, you'd promise to forget all about this. Does that still stand? I said if you'd let me go so I could get back to the trial. You can get back to the trial. Maybe it isn't over yet. It's certain to run a couple of days, and then you'll have time to take care of Moran, too. It's pretty late to do anything for Moran. Well, you can do what you can. Honest, I didn't think Moran was that bad. I I thought you were bluffing, but now that I see he's... uh, What do you want me to promise? Just what you said. Forget you've been kidnapped. Forget all about us. Fix things up by sending a wire to your office and tell them you've been called out of town. How do you know I'll keep my word if I do promise? If we didn't think you'd keep it, we wouldn't be making you this proposition. We're willing to give you a break if you'll give us a break. Well, what do you say? All right. All right, I promise. Word of honor? Word of honor. Okay. That suits me. Well, the shack is yours. You can leave any time you want. We'll be getting along. Yeah, and remember one... Shut up and come on. Hello? 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 Yes, I want a number, but I haven't a phone book. No, 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 don't bother with information. I'm in a hurry. Get me to Memorial Hospital. Hello? 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 Oh, hello, Judy. Now, wait, wait. Nothing's happened to me. No, 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 no. I'm all right. Yes, I'm all right. I'm in the city on an important case. Yes, I'm right here at the Memorial Hospital. I couldn't call you any sooner. I've been in the operating room. Yes, an operation. Emergency case. That's why I couldn't get to the trial. How's it going? Acquitted? Well, that is news. Listen, Judy. I've got to go back to my patient. Everything's all right. I'll call you tomorrow or the next day. Hello? Hello, Judy. Yes, I'm still at the Memorial Hospital. I forgot to phone you yesterday. I was pretty busy. Oh, he's getting along all right. Going to pull through. Uh, Listen, Judy, 
I want you to come to the city tomorrow. I've got a little work for you. Yes, yes, you meet me at the hospital. And say, Judy, bring Bob Marvin along with you. I've got a little job for both of you. speaking. Oh, yes, of course. Tell Dr. Christian to come right in. Fine. Come in, come in, Dr. Christian. Good morning, Mr. Clark. Well, where are the others? My secretary said Judy Price was with you. Yes, uh, she'll be here in a minute. Well, well, sit down. I haven't seen you since the day before the Marvin trial. No, you had us worried for a while. Well, you seem to get along all right without me. Oh, yes, it, it really wasn't such a difficult case. We were able to prove that Marvin wasn't driving the truck, and they acquitted him. Well, everyone was quite impressed with the way you handled the case. Oh, it was nothing. A famous attorney like yourself giving up important affairs to come to a little town. Well, I was glad to do it. Yes. I understand that when you wired Mrs. Marvin an offer to defend Bob, you mentioned that Mr. Marvin had been a friend of yours. A very dear friend. But you'd never met Mrs. Marvin, though. No, I knew Marvin a good many years ago, before he died. And he helped you in your fight to get Cambino and Cerrone acquitted? Uh, that's right. Took rather an important part in it. It's funny. I've been going through the police files in that case, and I don't seem to find Mr. Marvin mentioned. You wouldn't have some other reason for defending Bob Marvin, would you? Other reason? Well, you've always been a very great champion for us common folks, Mr. Clark. You've always been on our side, and the side of the workers and the laboring people. You fought for us and protected us against the big interest. You've always crusaded for us. And when there wasn't anything to crusade for, you've always been able to conjure up something. Well, uh, well, I... And it's all proved very profitable for you. Not only in money, but in power. Why, they say you are the most powerful man in this state. And you use that power to create and run one of the most despicable, cowardly extortion schemes that has ever come into existence. A racket which has made millions by victimizing, blackmailing, and blackjacking poor dairy farmers. What are you talking about? I think you know what I'm talking about. You're the man behind the farmers' protective organization. But you're crazy. Yes, I am. A little. Oh, I would have seen through you from the very beginning. I would have guessed why you were so anxious to defend Bob Marvin. You didn't care anything about him. But you were afraid he would talk. You had to get him off in order to keep him quiet. Well... You overlooked the fact that he can still talk, and he has. Do you suppose anybody would believe Bob Marvin, next jailbird, take his word against mine? If he starts talking too much, I'll have him committed to an insane asylum. And I can do it, too. You can't have me committed to an insane asylum. And I can do a little talking myself. I can tell a little story of kidnapping no. and... <laughs> your story's already been set, Dr. Christian. On the night before the trial, you were on your way to the city... And your car broke down. Incidentally, the car was found the next day on the side of the road. Well, when your car went haywire, two men came along, and you asked them for a ride into town. And those two men are willing to go on the witness stand and swear to that. <laughs> if you mean Mac and Preston, they won't swear to anything. They're gone. I dare say I can find them. And even if I can't, I have a telegram in my files 
a telegram you yourself sent to Judy Price, and in it, you yourself stated that you'd been called to the city. But, uh, but I sent that And because... I can prove you called up Judy Price and told her the same story over the telephone. And now, you want to change it to kidnapping. <laughs> you, you know very well why Look, I... Look, Dr. Christian, I've been pretty easy with you, but I'm getting tired of you messing around, and I'm warning you to keep out of my affairs. If you don't, I've got another way of shutting you up, and it's pretty permanent. Is that clear? Yes. Neither you nor Bob Marvin have a leg to stand on. You can't prove a thing. Now, you'd better get back to River's End where you belong. Uh, may I have Judy come in for a minute? She'd like to say hello to you. Yeah? Go ahead. Uh, Judy? Yes? Will you and Mr. Nolan come in? Hello, Mr. Clark. Uh, good morning, Miss Price. And Mr. Clark, this is Mr. Nolan. It's really too bad that Bob Marvin isn't here. But he had a date with the district attorney this morning. I'm rather busy, Dr. Christian. And, oh, uh... we won't take a minute. Judy just has something to read. She took it down herself. Uh, go ahead, Judy. Statement made by Charles Moran at Memorial Hospital. Charles Moran? One of your milk truck smashers. I was able to save his life. So in return, he made a complete confession of the whole racket. I never heard of Charles Moran. Well, he knows all about you. It's right there in his statement. And sworn to. I think when he gets into court... Give me that. Here. Oh. Well, Mr. Moran's confession won't do you very much good now. No, that copy won't. But, of course, I left the original with the district attorney. Uh, uh, now, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You've got me all wrong. There, there's been a mistake. There have been several mistakes. And you made them all. You made a mistake when you thought you could use political power to beat the law. You made a mistake when you imagined that you could keep under cover... And you made a very bad mistake when you turned to kidnapping. But I can explain all this. Yeah, uh, you'll have the opportunity to explain it to a judge and 12 jurymen. That's why Mr. Nolan is here. He has a warrant for your arrest. Millions of men and women who suffer from dry scalp, excessive falling hair, and similar scalp troubles, we'd like to leave this thought. Weekly treatments with Vaseline hair tonic will help to promote scalp health. Before every shampoo, massage plenty of Vaseline hair tonic onto the scalp. Just as exercise stimulates and tones the rest of the body, these tonic treatments stimulate the circulation of the scalp. This is a most effective way to prevent excess shedding of hair, promote new hair growth. Vaseline hair tonic, when used as directed, helps to cleanse the scalp of loose dandruff scales and prevent their reappearance. Follow with a shampoo with any mild soap. After the hair is dried, apply a little more of the tonic with the palms of the hands and brush the hair into place. Vaseline hair tonic supplements the natural scalp oils, tends to overcome dry scalp. It comes in 40 and 70 cent bottles at all drugstores. Prices of Vaseline hair tonic mentioned on this program apply only to the United States. If you enjoy Gene Hersholt in the title role of Dr. Christian on the radio and in his many brilliant screen portrayals, you will want to secure a copy of his 25th screen anniversary souvenir. It is a handsome book of 36 priceless pictures called Gene Hersholt's Album of Hollywood Stars. Here's what you do to get your copy. 
Send 10 cents with your name and address to Vaseline Products, 17 State Street, New York. That's all there is to it. Just write your name and address clearly and enclose the 10 cents. Along with the album, you'll get our useful first aid chart prepared for you by Dr. Shirley Wynn, former health commissioner of New York City. Every family should have this chart because it tells you what to do in emergencies before the doctor arrives. This is your last chance to get the album, so get your request in this week. Gene Herschel appears on this program through the courtesy of 20th Century Fox. The selection Hi-Ho is from Snow White. This is Arthur Gilmore bidding you good afternoon for the makers of Vaseline Preparations. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.